0: Welcome to VidMark, a podcast to give you the video marketing knowledge to always hit the mark. Let us help build your confidence with video strategy and content creation best practices. Join us weekly for pro tips and guest interviews as we explore the powerful communication tool of video. It's time to boost your business. Let's talk video. All right, welcome back to the VidMark podcast. I'm very excited to be joined by Barb Davids, who is an SEO consultant who provide strategies and services for single owner businesses to get more website traffic and more leads in a sense seo so barb how are you doing today
1: i'm doing good doing good how are you doing
0: i'm doing very good coming off the weekend we're here monday morning um yeah how maybe you can tell people a little bit about your background and maybe a really basic level of what seo is
1: okay sure So my background is digital marketing in general actually. I just fell into SEO in the past couple of years being a little bit more niche and finding that I really liked it. Um, So I started with um, doing my own professional fitness photography actually a few years ago and went to look for information, how to specifically do SEO for images or for that particular industry. And I was even confused. I was like, I don't even know where to start or what to do. And then um, started networking a little bit with other photographers, found that they didn't know what to do. So I started helping them a little bit. And then somewhere around that same time, I ended up thinking, I just don't want to sit behind a desk anymore. So (laughs) I kind of made it um, into a business and started helping out uh, other people, just not photographers only. Other people started asking about different things. And, um, so that's kind of like the background of how I got started. It's kind of funny though, too, because like digital marketing and SEO, I always hear about how people's um, other thing is photography. And so it's, um, it's pretty interesting how that kind of goes together. One's really creative and the other one seems kind of like, um, a little bit more logical almost so.
0: More technical, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's awesome. Um, so you made that pivot from doing the photography and that resonates with me because that's kind of my background photo video right. as well. But uh, yeah, nowadays everyone kind of has an iPhone in their pocket, they can be a photographer, but the um, the SEO stuff and kind of getting your website noticed and getting traffic is really um, pretty challenging. There is a science to it, right?
1: Yeah, I think people think, uh, I just put a post out today, actually it's kind of funny. People think it's kind of like a, a black hole. They don't know like what to do or where to go, and it's really just about following steps. So there's there's certain things that you can do, and it's just putting them in order. And I think it's that's just the hardest part is knowing what to do or what's going to make the best effect, like how to start that kind of thing. So,
0: yeah, exactly. And I, you know, for me, I'm SEO is kind of something that's way out there. It's something that I'm always like, oh, I want to learn more about it, but it's. Yeah. Um, it's sometimes tough to, to, you know, get the horse to, to the trough to, you know, take in all the information. So um, what's a good You're busy way busy for... making
1: videos. So yeah.
0: like, yeah. <laughs> doing the stuff that I'm passionate about. Yeah, exactly. So what's like a good way for people to maybe get started with SEO? Um, you know, do you have any kind of thoughts there?
1: Yeah, I think the best thing to start is just by, um, there's actually a little tiny hack that you can do. So if you go into Google and you type in site colon and then your website name, so S-I-T-E colon and then your website name, you can see exactly how people are seeing your pages in Google. So I think that's kind of an eye opener for a lot of people, especially when they haven't really done anything ever before. So they'll see things like their privacy policy on there, which you don't really want anybody to land on the privacy policy. But also you'll find that if you take like the defaults of a lot of websites, a lot of the um, page tiles are going to look the exact same. So people aren't really going to know what the page is about, which means they won't click through. So that's probably like one of the biggest things is just going through and taking a look at how your website looks inside of Google.
0: Wow. I think a lot of people listening to this are going to be like, I didn't even know there was all this like extra information around my website. Because mm-hmm. things have changed right in the last I don't know, 20 over the past 10 years, past decade of, uh, you know, it used to be like, you made a site, you hoped that someone would land on it, but now you have all these extra tools of people, you know, typing into Google and eventually landing on, on your website. And just, uh, there's all these extra metrics that Google has in there for finding you. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, so it, it does use some background code too. Um, I don't get into that too much because I know that kind of like goes over people's head, but there's a lot of tools that you can add to your website that, make it easier. So for example, if you have video on there, you can tell Google in a very explicit way that you have video on the page. And that's what helps it show up on search. Like you see the YouTube clips and things like that. That's how that helps get up there on the page. Um, It's called schema if anybody ever wants to look it up. But um, I think there's one that's called schema. What's it called? Schema app, I think is a good one that you can add to your website. Um, So you don't really have to know the code in order to do that.
0: Interesting. And I think that's a, a big sigh of relief for a lot of people out there, because once it gets into coding and things like that, that's, um, they're yeah. just different schools of training. So it's like really impressive, probably when you come across somebody that knows how to work all those different aspects to you know, allow you to rank a little bit higher. What's, um, have you seen some changes uh, from where things used to be to what things are today in the SEO world?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of crap out there right now, <laughs> a lot more so than there used to be. So I think it's it's cutting through some of that. Um, I think um, it used to be pretty easy to put up a website and you'd probably rank pretty well, but now there's so much of the same stuff and there's a lot of like spammer websites out there. So it's, um, I think today it's even more important to do like the consistency thing, like putting out stuff on a regular basis and just being out there all the time. Mostly because Google likes that freshness. Um, And then how else are you going to get people to come to your website? A lot of people think they just have to put it up there and they will come, you know, build it and they will come. That doesn't happen. Like you have to keep putting stuff out there and give people reasons to want to come to your website and give Google a reason. Otherwise, it just kind of sits out there and nothing happens
0: yeah and when you're saying like kind of putting content out there you do you mean like building new pages um you know i'm a big proponent of like blog posts but um mm-hmm. you know that could be putting a blog on a another you know external third-party site or putting it on your own site um you know maybe uh where am i trying to go with this question
1: yeah, like what is the content <laughs> yeah what is the
0: content and like it, it's putting on social and having links directing from social to your website is all that stuff pretty helpful
1: yeah definitely I think the, it mostly comes in the form of of blog posting because that's what you have a lot of control over. And then like the videos, infographics go inside of the blog. Um, That's how people come back to the website. But then yeah, if you put them out on social or on LinkedIn or on YouTube and happen coming back to your website, that's helpful. But not only that, if you push it out to all the channels you get in front of more people and then they will link to those channels and in turn give credibility credibility that way to your website. but I think, you know, the content can come in different forms. It doesn't just have to be a blog post. It could be like the video. So it could just be videos on your website or it could be white papers. Um, it could be quizzes. Those are pretty big right now like um, interactive type of things and um, what else can there be? I don't know. I have like a plethora of them, but I just can't think of them off the top of my head. <laughs> no, that's
0: okay. No, those are those are all really good ones. I think, um, yeah, I think of the quizzes. I think of those like personality type test quizzes that really probably draw people in. Those They probably get a ton of hits on their pages just by people curious and wanting to learn a little bit more about it. Um, yeah, like
1: which cinematographer are you of the Friends characters or something like that? <laughs>
0: that, sound, that would be a really cool one. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you help people with those putting together quizzes or, um, or kind of maybe you can help other the audience understand, like, at what point do you come in and help them, uh, you know, think about their SEO? Is it like, do you help them also do the content or is it more the back end looking at w- what's working and what's not?
1: So typically I end up coming in after everything's been created and fixing after that, um, which that's not a terrible idea. I know some people are going to probably like hang me for saying that because you should actually think about it in the beginning but it's more important about just getting things going at the same time. Um, So I usually come in after somebody's been in business for a couple of years and they're looking at different ways to get more traffic, get more leads, that kind of thing. They finally realize that SEO is a long-term way to do it. If you do paid search, you know you you pay out the money and then you stop and then the leads stop coming in. Um, So it's a little bit more sustainable when it's organic Um, but I help them with just about whatever they want, except for social, (laughs) I will farm that out. Um, and then I, I do help them in terms of like with video, what, what the content maybe should be, but not the actual videoing of it or the, um, the recording of it. So that's something else that I would farm out. Um, and then in terms of, let's see, uh, website design, I actually don't do that piece of it. So they usually already have their website and then, um, I come in and do keyword research, for example. So let's say they want to get more traffic. We're going to take a look at who their audience is. And keyword research is like completely overlooked. I think some people are like, oh, I don't know how to do it. Like, what do I do? And that's what stops them. But it's it's really the key because you need to know which keywords to target so that you can optimize your pages. Because if your page isn't optimized for that keyword, how is Google going to know to pull that page up? So that's kind of where that where that goes in. And then we take it from, um, from keyword research and then we talk about content. So a lot of the time we'll say, okay, we're gonna target this keyword and the next three months of let's say blog posts, let's at least target it maybe in two to three blog articles or something like that, because it's like a bigger piece um, or a, a more targeted keyword. So we pull together all the blog posts um, and then email marketing, although that one's kind of um, sort of off, it's not exactly, um SEO related, but it's still part of the marketing. It's still part of getting more people to the website. And I think that's where some maybe SEOs forget, like, it's not just about getting the website traffic. I make sure that we also get the lead. So like they're converting on the page because otherwise what's the point?
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So you kind of take like a holistic approach to their, all their marketing and help them with the different kind of facets of how to, how to get traffic, how to get, you know, qualified customers. And that, that's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, exactly. Cause I'm, we've had, we've had people like they come to the website and if they don't convert, then I'm going to feel bad because that's really what they wanted the SEO for in the first place. So it's important that even though I'm not responsible, let's say for the email marketing leads it's sort of a, a bigger picture. And I think that's where a lot of like single owner businesses get a little stumped because there's so many different parts that they can work with. Like, how does that all come together?
0: so big time. Yeah. There's always a hundred different things to be thinking about a hundred different things that they don't think about that could be helpful. Um, yeah. And I like that you said that SEO is like kind of a long-term strategy. Um, and I, I, would put that up there with like video production as well. Like you don't make one video, put it up there and, you know, cross your fingers, hope for the best. You kind of have to create a process or maybe a series or a suite of videos to like kind of guide the customer and help them out. So, uh, Yeah yeah and then i what is it i think with you know i only know like a an inch deep of fco but you know if you wanted to own like a certain keyword uh to try to have you ever tried to like compete with like another bigger brand out there to try to win a keyword to like you know rank higher than them or is it kind of should someone just avoid trying to do something that's already been done and you know maybe find a little bit more of a niche keyword to uh own
1: yeah i I say go for both of them go for it all
0: just do it all all. (laughs)
1: Um, you can try and outrank other, I I mean, to a certain extent, like if you sell tennis shoes, you're not going to outrank Amazon. So things like that, you're not going to worry about, but always try to go for the first page. Um, and we definitely do that with my competitor, with my clients and things, what we do is take a look at who is ranking. This is a good thing to do too, that I think a lot of people overlook is just go to that first page and go click on each one of those entries and see what their page looks like. Like if all of a sudden, everybody seems to show a video on the page, you're probably going to want to put video on your page as well. Um, If somebody has slideshows, like that was how we did um, a quiz for one of my clients. It was a getting, what was it? um, Which season are you to get married in? Like, are you a spring? Are you a summer? Are you fall or a wedding? Because we were targeting um, best wedding seasons or some, something like that. And we noticed that everybody in the first like 10 spots, they all had quizzes. So yeah. we put the quiz up and then we started ranking. So Google kind of like, it's not necessarily that it's a quiz per se, but it's more interactive and they can see people interacting with those pages.
0: Wow. That's a, I, I've. I'm always a big fan of that looking to see what else is already out there. And then like, yeah, clip, doing a screen, grab clip of what you like, put that like in a folder and then you have this like inspiration folder or something that you use as a, as a mm-hmm. model of what other brands are doing. Um, yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty smart too. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love that you're plugging the video cause that's, uh, <laughs> always, it's always helpful. Deal.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's kind of newer on the, on the horizon.
1: Um, I think everybody's well, talking a lot more about video than they ever did before just because nobody's still doing it. And nobody's an overgeneralization, but there's still a lot of people that aren't doing it as much, myself included. Like, I'm very excited to have found this podcast because I'm like, I need to do video this year. This is gonna happen. (laughs) But um, it's not that, and I haven't really dived into, dived in, dove in, something like that, Um, video-specific SEO, because that's YouTube and that's a whole nother ball of wax. But being able to put video on your page does help SEO because it keeps people there longer and they're more engaged with your with your content. And not only that, it could be like your make or break deal if somebody's deciding whether or not to go with you over a competitor or purchase your product over somebody else's if you have like these benefits or show it being in being in use or something like that.
0: Totally. When they yeah, when the audience can see themselves in in the video and they're like, oh, I, that's gonna solve my problem, like that one-to-one. So mm-hmm. Yeah that's awesome and then uh, just to not, not plug too much with video but you can take the tra- like you can transcribe it you can use the captions and those can also help with SEO cuz that's the text is what I don't know I think Google's getting smarter where uh, I say Google. It's a bunch of people down Silicon Valley, uh, <laughs> and that's just you know this random one thing. But uh, it used to be like the blogs were so powerful because they had the text in them, and the Google Google could crawl through the text and see what were you know the keywords. But now video you know has that caption effect as well, and who knows if they're able to start you know quickly going through video feeds. Uh, the technology is changing all the time, so.
1: Yeah, that would be an interesting one to look up. I know that with like photos, they do that AI type of stuff, and they can see whether or not it's like a person or a dog, or if it's a landscape, and they use that um, that data for their image search tools. So,
0: yeah, this I remember using uh, the software. Uh, who who was it by? It's like oh, it's by Canto. Um, and it, yeah, it was, it could recognize, you know, you had a picture of the farm with cows in it and it was like, yep, cows, sky, it could, <laughs> it's, it's incredible, uh, how, how quickly it can analyze and see all these things. Um, well, you know, that too, as a, someone with a background in photography and do you still, you know, do a little photography, you know, and while, while you answer that, I'm going to mute myself and adjust my background. Cause I'm getting, I'm, I'm a little overblown on my end.
1: Okay. Okay. No problem. So I'm still sort of doing photography. Um, as it turns out, there was a pandemic and then <laughs> that kind of all went away. Um, so I think it's starting to come back a little bit. I was more specifically um, inside of fitness photography. So a lot of bodybuilders who did competitions um, was kind of like the, my main client or my main audience. And uh, since those competitions haven't been happening, they, it just hasn't happened. There's been a couple people that have um, called in regards to like they're doing challenges and they just want to document their, their progress, like over so much time. Um, But it's been kind of far and few between, which is fine because it's been, um, while it's sort of, I deemed myself a professional, there's that whole side over there too, about are you professional or are you not? But I get paid to do photography. So um, there just hasn't been a lot happening. And I think part of it has to do with that. There's so many photographers in Las Vegas, because that's where I'm based. And uh, so I just do it for, for kind of like if it comes across my path, that's fine. But now that I have my own business, all my extra time gets spent on trying to market my business and um, trying to get into the mode of doing video because I know I have to do that. So like that has been like, I got to do it.
0: (laughs) Definitely. Uh, Yeah. And so the photography will either help or hurt you when it comes to doing video because you know, what looks good versus someone that's just going to create just to like you know, I'm just yeah. gonna make it and be up there, so that perfectionist side will probably may, might kick in a, a little bit too. But yeah, the pandemic has thrown a a big uh, wrinkle into things. Yeah. Um, has how has that affected your business? I mean, SEO is digital, but it's probably less in-person meetings. Um, have you changed like SEO t- uh, tactics or strategies because of the pandemic?
1: Yeah, mostly in the form of um, outputting content. So we had actually, I think it was last year on March or April. one of my clients we had planned out the rest of the content for the rest of the year and we were like what that doesn't ever happen like it was amazing feeling and then we had to scrap it all because we had to shift and talk about coronavirus and covid and safe traveling for um it was a destination wedding photographer and she's here in vegas and we were still sort of open for those types of things for except for a period of time when the marriage license bureau shut down but um Hers was all outdoors. So we talked about it from that perspective and coming in that way. Um, And then there was a little bit of paid search done too, because that was just another piece of marketing and there was a little bit of budget. But interestingly enough, like they, my clients had a lot of already organic traffic coming in. So that kind of held them when they, when everything went down. So like, um, I'm not going to be able to articulate this quite right but they didn't, they weren't hit as hard because they were already doing well with organic traffic and getting stuff in that way. Um, so, and then there was a couple of clients that I actually lost because they were in the travel industry. They were specifically related and nobody was traveling. It didn't matter how much money they threw at it. Like it just wasn't going to happen. So, um, yeah, my business went down like by half when that happened and I couldn't, it was so funny because I heard a lot of stories that everybody's like, well, just spend some more money in your marketing. Like, this is the time you should be doing it over any other time. And I'm like, yeah, but if you don't have the budget and there's literally nobody there, like you really have to wait this out. You can't just throw it out there just to throw it out there. So, um, but yeah, I, I think the people that had invested in SEO prior to had a little bit of heads up or a little bit of maybe less hit uh, perhaps, but um, yeah, it was mostly in the way of content. I think that we had to change things up.
0: Wow. Yeah. Thank you kind of for that whole synopsis. I think that's gonna yeah, resonate with like a lot of people changing, you know, shifting gears. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know for myself, yeah. If you that's a bummer for that client that you built out like a whole year of content and then um you yeah. still you tweak it, make it work, but uh yeah, and then uh, your other comment about people like tripling down on their content creation or their marketing during this time. Yeah, if you have the resources and you have you know, maybe your industry is unique, you can do it, but for the most mm-hmm. part, uh yeah, a lot of businesses, myself included, I had to kind of turn into survival mode, just like, hey, what can we do to just kind of keep going and mm-hmm. you know, I you know, I produce my content, but I haven't done um any paid advertising during this time. So
1: yeah. Uh, so did you create more content during that time or did you find yourself maybe just doing different content?
0: Um what did I do? Yeah, I mean when when I have less client projects, I'll just do more of my own marketing and, uh, you know, triple down on a, a video that I've wanted to do, you know, finally, you know, being able to create that one, okay. like one of my most recent ones was, uh, like a thank you video to clients. So oh, wow. like after, you know, you're done doing the project, uh, you know, Hey, thank you. It was really awesome working with you, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, that's a good question. I think yeah, more content, yes. And then also different content. So uh, if I'm allowed to take both answers.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. we <laughs> <laughs> allowed to, to take the both- easy way out, whatever. Yeah, two big <laughs> answers. Yeah. Well, <laughs> one of one of my favorite questions to ask is actually uh what's what's your favorite part about uh the work that you do? What, why do you like uh, doing SEO and helping clients?
1: Well, I think it starts with the actual work. Like, you know how you go, like there's a metaphor, like the analogy, maybe I guess it is not a metaphor, but an analogy, like when you go golfing and you like lose track of time kind of thing, or if you're sitting out on a boat, like you just, you're just time stands still, like you're so lost in it. And that's kind of what happens with me with SEO. So because some of it's research and some of it's the actual like doing and plugging things in, but while I'm doing it, I just kind of get lost. And then the other part of it is just actually seeing the numbers go up. So, when I have to talk to my clients on a weekly basis, <laughs> I don't want to have to say, oh, this is down, this is down." Like, so when I can say something is up a percentage or we got a new keyword or something like that, like it makes me happy because then that means they can spend more time doing other things for their business, which is the whole point of my business.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I'm hearing kind of like that that flow state where you're able to just kind of hone in not the- mm-hmm. Yeah, you lose track of time. That's always really cool when it's, you know, you you start your day at 8 or 9 a.m. and you look up the clock, you're like, wow, it's already 1 p.m. What happened the whole day? I I need lunch. (laughs) Yeah, I need lunch. (laughs) But just excited and, um, you know, being able to dive into the work. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, being able to help people. That's nice that you're able to come back with, like, positive numbers because usually it does, things go up, you know, kind of situational. But uh, I know on some of the reports that I get, it's like, oh, yeah, you went up you know, 20 or sometimes they're like 500 and or over a thousand percent increase. You know, like, I'm, I don't know how that math works out, but okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah those are always nice to see. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh man. Um, well, what do you have any, you've kind of talked about a few examples so far, but is there like one case study that maybe comes to mind that, uh, you know, maybe a client that went from not doing any SEO and you're able to come and help them and they, uh, had a better experience because of it?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I need to get into doing my case studies more too. So, <laughs> so I have a lot of good numbers um, in particular. I have one that um, they were supposedly doing SEO. And I think this is what frustrates me a lot too about SEOs in the industry. And I think it's getting better, but um, people get stuck with a company and the company will just spit out a report and not even ask, like talk about what the report means or what they should be doing or anything like that. So I had a client who who had that and they didn't know any better. Like they don't know what they don't know, right? So they were just getting these reports and the people kept saying monitoring something, but they weren't actually doing any SEO. Like for example, the Google My Business, um, it's a thing for Google. It's when you can show up in the um, map pack, when somebody does a search, it has to do with Google My Business. And being able to show up there and they were supposedly like doing work for Google, my business things, but they weren't actually posting to Google, my business, which is one of the biggest things that keeps that whole, um, traffic coming from there going. So when we started doing that, um, for this client, I started doing it like, I think it was like, uh, maybe five times a month because you only do it like once a week. We started doing that. And then we also did a regular blog post every month. So, and then did on-page optimization. So we did the keyword research and then optimized the pages so that they had the keyword in the certain spots and that kind of thing. All of that combined ended up, we were trying to um, increase sales from 2019 to 2020 by, I think it was 26%. We sort of backed out that number and came up with it. It wasn't just a random 26%, but we based off of like how much traffic you might be able to get based off of the conversion rate he was currently getting. And we blew it out of the water. Like he ended up raising his revenue by 50%. It was crazy. And because there wasn't as much done before and now things are being done consistently, like I can take almost any time frame and see double, even triple digit increases for uh, revenue and um, traffic and um, actual product orders. So it's like, it's just amazing to me how, how And we are only spending maybe 20 hours a week or excuse me, 20 hours a month on that account. So imagine if you had somebody full-time or something like how much more you could be doing, but it doesn't, it doesn't take a lot of time. So if you can devote even just two or three hours a week, or even a month, I would even say a month, like just do two to three hours, you'll get that needle moving and then see some increases.
0: Wow. Yeah. And I think a lot of these bigger companies, I do have someone on staff full-time that's you know constantly tweaking each of the pages and mm-hmm. uh, you know running them through the different softwares to see you know what can, you can do to elevate them and mm-hmm. you know and it's competitive out there so uh mm-hmm. that's interesting you bring up like google my business um i don't One think people
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i don't think people talk about that enough uh, everyone says like hey be on social media or um yeah, write a blog, but they don't talk about, yeah, Google My Business and how effective that can be with, um, mm-hmm. you know, just putting content on there. Do you see like a lot of, a lot of bigger companies are already doing that? They just, they are they rehashing content from their social? Like, so if you post something on LinkedIn, also post on Google My Business. Is that yeah, you can do that.
1: Um, that's probably the easiest way to get started because it's, um, it's pretty short form. Like you can only do up to like 300 characters for a post and um, you only have to do it like once a week. So, it's just more about showing freshness to people who are searching. But not only that, if you have that keyword research, if you type in um a post and it has a keyword, like let's say somebody's looking up tennis shoes again, and your post has tennis shoes and you come up in the map pack, it's it, it can see that. So it will say, Oh, there was a post and it has tennis shoes in it. So like it, it correlates the two. So it, it's very helpful for that. And I think some people don't do some things because they don't know if they can track it and if it works or not, but you can add tracking parameters um, to the links that you can put with those posts so that when you get to Google analytics, you can see um, if it's working or not. So there's always a way to measure things.
0: Yeah. So those tracking parameters, is that just a code that you copy and paste uh, like a little uh, HTML code or is that?
1: Yeah. It's actually a lot simpler too. When you, when, once you see it, it's interesting. It's like, UTM underscore something equals something, hmm. and um, Google even has um, like a generator that you can put in. So all you have to do is put in the words, so like the campaign name, and then where it's coming from, like certain things, and it will create the link for you. So it's super super handy.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's really helpful. I think for for people to, yeah, being able to understand it and yeah, being able to track those things. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was I was going to ask you, uh, well, we're already kind of talking about like repurposing content. Um, you do an awesome job on social media. I definitely recommend anyone that's listening, go follow Barb <laughs> on, uh, LinkedIn in particular. I see you very active on there. Um, are you also pretty active on Facebook too? And, um, maybe you can talk about like repurposing content.
1: Yeah, I am not active on Facebook as much because, um, well, I just hate Facebook. I don't <laughs> as a business, it's really tough. Like you have to get in front of like, however, the algorithm works. I never spent some time to think about it, which is actually ironic because a lot of my like ideal client or like photographers that I would like to work with, they're there, but I could never like figure that one out. So I stayed with LinkedIn more for networking and being able just to to talk with others in the industry and outside of my industry and like learn things and keep in touch. And, and then I also do Instagram because I think, um, a lot of, my DIY folks. So people who want to do courses and, or learn things on their own. It's very easy for me to put that content out there. Um, so like for today, I had one that talked about five tactics of how you can make your website more visible. And I put it on Instagram and then I put it on Facebook and I put it on LinkedIn, but LinkedIn, I changed it a little bit because on Instagram, you have like the carousels. So I put the, the different images on, um, like six or seven carousels or something like that. By the way, Instagram also has image alt text. So just so you know, it has its own SEO. So if you go in and edit your post, you can add text to your image to kind of help your um, post rank more on Instagram as well. Um, SEO is everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. So I did those on Instagram, but then I had to take off that last slide because it was Instagram specific to repurpose it for LinkedIn. So then for LinkedIn, I did a PDF and then attached that. And I also did shrink um, the uh, the caption down a little bit because the audience is different on LinkedIn for me. Sometimes it's not necessarily business owners. It's also other people in my industry. So I didn't get as involved with it. I kind of just, it's the same context, but I, I took out a little bit just to make it a little bit shorter and sweeter.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, that That's smart to kind of, yeah cater to the different platforms mm-hmm. and um yeah I, f- I always forget i think probably a lot of people forget that instagram has that alt text option for uh you know really helping with the ranking and the searchability yeah i know like you like you were saying earlier there's like so much stuff out there sort of mm-hmm. just being able to cut through you know i think the people that you know are benefiting today are the ones that were doing you know their seo or they're putting content out there you know a decade two decades ago um Do you have any tips for someone like kind of starting today? Is there like, should they even try to compete with those guys? Just like do something different, create their own podcast or I don't know, make a hologram. Do you have any tips? for?
1: (laughs) Yeah, go ahead and create a hologram. I want to see that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think um, just in business in general, I think it's really sitting down and thinking. um, It goes back to that whole thing, like know who you're targeting. So you know where to go and where to put your efforts. Like I I feel like my efforts are best spent on Instagram and LinkedIn, but like for somebody else, it might be like YouTube or something like that. So it depends on where your people are. Um, And keyword research is a big deal. I I think people forget um, how much that makes a difference. And because if you don't know um, how to optimize your website or optimize anything that you're pushing out there, you have to optimize it for what people are searching for. Otherwise the platforms won't find it and won't show it. So.
0: Yeah, I think that's really well put, and it'll be a better use of how people spend their time creating the content because it takes a lot to you know write a blog post or create a video, and so you really want to make sure that your efforts are going you know the extra distance with uh, yeah. you know matching what people are going to be searching. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, here's the the. Not the dreaded question, but a lot of people don't like this one as much, but what's, what's one thing that businesses could start doing to like, kind of move the needle. And I think you've already answered this. So if you've already answered feel free to say that, but if there's anything that comes to mind for you as a, as the one thing that, it, yeah.
1: Yeah. Hands down that keyword research. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the the best thing. Even if they just figured out like one keyword in one page just to get started um, or even that little site hack that I shared earlier, site colon. Just take a look at how um, Google can see the pages and what it looks like to someone actually searching. Um, I think you'd be amazed to to find, you know, just some random words out there. Because if you don't specify what those words are in the back end of your website, then Google takes like whatever shows first. And sometimes, like if you only have like a picture on the page, or if you only have video it's gonna pick up like copyright 2021 from the bottom because that's the first text that it sees. So mm. that makes, um, makes a big difference.
0: A cactus knows how to survive. It can endure scorching heat, limited rainfall, and defends itself against critters daily. Your business is no different. To survive harsh conditions, it's important to develop deep roots using media content that'll continuously nourish and support your marketing efforts day after day. Tactus Media is here to help you determine a strategy and create media content. Together, let's map out the next sequence of videos, podcasts, and social media to help your business thrive. Work with Tactus Media, media tactics that stick. Ouch! Visit TactusMedia.com to learn more. You said like, yeah, you don't want people landing, going to your privacy policy as the first thing they see. You want to have them engaging with some, some of the awesome content that you're creating. (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah. What's
0: some, what's like a, a big negative thing that you've seen out there? Like a big, uh, like, oh man, I wish people were doing less of like this type of thing.
1: Yeah. I think probably the biggest one I've seen is where people will find a keyword and then plaster it everywhere and that just confuses google um by putting it on all of your pages it doesn't help google define what pages to show the the person searching so i think that's probably one of the biggest things um, or just not even having a blog for that matter i think that is one of the biggest driving factors outside of even google my business and those are the two big ones to get people to come back to your website Um, or to even get other people interested so that maybe they want to backlink to your website. So I think those are, are the the two missed opportunities that I see the
0: most. Wow. Yeah. I can totally see it now. Does someone be like, Oh, we really want to get this word. So we're going to put it on everything in this, you know, hope for the best, but, uh, yeah. And I I think I have seen examples of that. Um, gosh, and it just, yeah, it becomes redundant. And then, um, what's the what's the word they use this like in video if you put a video on vimeo and also on youtube it like cannibalizes itself is what they said or like you cannibalize oh. your views does that work What this is that the term for it when
1: yeah cannibalization they
0: yeah. need to come up with a more you know yeah. less less violent term <laughs>
1: sounds, sounds, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. sounds bad <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> oh man um yeah well that's cool what uh so what are your kind of predictions for this year i mean uh Should people start thinking about SEO differently as we come out of the pandemic? Um, Is there anything kind of that's on the horizon that might change the game for SEO here in the near future?
1: So I've been hearing a lot about artificial intelligence. Um, I don't really have a a large, um, I'm still learning about it myself in terms of how it works with SEO, but I think it has more to stem with like the the chat box that you see on websites. I think those are gonna get more um, prevalent, basically. They're almost everywhere. Um, and I think that the background behind those and what they can do for people when they land on a site, make a difference, especially with like customer service and people getting answered right away. Um, but I do think that video is going to be bigger, um, which is why I'm kind of incorporating it too, just to set myself apart from, from other folks. Um, I think those are going to, that's going to become even more so than it ever has before. And not only that, but, um, mobile. So because in March, what is today? Oh, today is March. <laughs> so in March this month, I don't know exactly when, but Google is, um, and they might've already done it. They're doing mobile indexing first. So they won't even take a look at your desktop website. They are only going to look at your mobile website and how it functions on mobile. And so if you don't have um, a very clean interface or if it's slow to load or anything like that, you're just going to be out You're just SOL basically. Um, so I think that's going to become even more so than it has in the past.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's something that probably a lot of people don't think about is how it shows up mobile wise. And do you help your customers with that as well? Kind of how they can um, you know, optimize themselves for mobile and for different yep. platforms. Yep,
1: exactly. And it's not, I think um the design piece of it, I end up leaving to the developers, but in terms of like what content to put on the page or like the flow of it. So that kind of helps with conversions um, yeah, I take a look at that as well. And usually I'm sitting at my desktop, so I've had to really force myself to actually look at the mobile version more so these past few months than I ever did before. Um, it's really hard to remember when you're just sitting here working behind the thing, but, um, you know, all you have to do to check it, if you don't want to go on your phone, which I actually would prefer, like it's, um, it's more real that way, but you can just redrag your, your window size and it'll automatically like change. And then you can easily see how it works on there.
0: Wow. Pro tip right there, everyone, is uh, that's how to how to do it, kind of shrinking it down. And and that's good practice for all of your, you know, how you're, because people are going to be looking at it on different platforms regardless. So being able to, you know, stretch and shrink for different sizes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm becoming overblown here on, <laughs> and I'll adjust my camera settings again. I have the sun. <laughs> this is a typical Oregon day where you have every single uh, type of weather in one day. Sun, oh, nice. rain, snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were
1: talking about like lighting earlier and being a photographer and I must have spent like 40 minutes trying to figure out my setup because I, I thought oh crap I'm on a video podcast I really have to make sure <laughs> this looks right yeah but, um, like I have a whole black thing set up like, against the window and then the lighting and that kind of thing but you're right I get a little bit more particular about it um, ever since I started photography I'm like okay what's blaring and does it look blown out or like does it yeah what are the reflections that kind of thing but um kind of, kind of difficult with a home setup. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. And, um, I've just, I've become lazier now. So I just have like my camera set up and I have it up all the time. So if I feel inspired to do a piece of content or if I have a podcast, it's just already ready to go.
1: Uh, That's handy. Yeah. Yeah. So like I have a hard time doing video because then I have to get ready for the day and I'm like, Usually I'm in the mood in the morning before I even get ready I'm like crap now all that energy I got to find it again later when I actually you know have taken a shower and have everything <laughs> set up and
0: <laughs> Well this is my pro tip just do the do the top up you know
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can
0: have sweats or shorts if you want. Exactly. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've done that for some videos. I'm wearing yeah. pants today though. So I did get ready for the day, but yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean, especially, um, even if you wanted to like edit a video or add some content, you're like, Oh, I forgot to put this part. If you wanted to try to have like continuity, um, you know, between that first shot to last shot, mm-hmm. but, uh, I guess a workaround there is you could put like a slide and then, maybe even change complete different outfits and people be like, oh, maybe they filmed it on another day. But
1: <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I always wear the same black shirt. I have like five of them because I don't want to think about what I'm wearing. It's like one of those decision things, like whatever they call that uh, decision fatigue kind of thing. Um, so I don't have to worry about that piece of it, but I do have to worry about the lighting with the the day and the night. I think during the day, obviously, it's a lot better. So
0: mm-hmm. That's interesting. I think like some of the smartest people in the world do that. Like uh, only wear only have like the same outfit that the they're able thing. to wear and you don't yeah especially if you're making a lot of decisions all the time so
1: yeah it's interesting how that really does work and i was like oh good because i have no fashion sense so i was like black it is
0: <laughs> it's timeless it's a time yeah. so that's awesome um and then yeah getting everything kind of set up and making sure everything's ready to go is uh, another aspect of it I appreciate you spending 40 minutes to get everything set up because uh, I, I know how that is too. You're testing things and mm-hmm. especially when it comes to the video world, you're like, oh man, are these lights going to work? And then you yeah. know, battling the sun is always a constant thing, um, yeah. you know, timing your day around it. Yeah. What You said that you've been working on some videos. Um, maybe you can give the audience like a, a, a glimpse into what some of the ones that you've been working on.
1: So the ones I've done so far for my keyword research course, and um, mostly it was like an introduction. So like if you go to the keyword research course page, um, it has like a a sort of overview of what you get inside the course. And I spent a ton of time (laughs) trying to remember all the words because the way the camera setup is, I can't like look at the script on the screen with my camera up above. So I've had to memorize, which is really, really tough. Um, But that's what a lot of my videos go for. And then I just started a new series And I'm hoping to get it up this uh, this week because I already did uh, the recording. I just have to edit it now, um, which someday I do want to farm out. I did listen to uh, the latest podcast with um, Jacob Christensen, and he was talking about like the one thing for videos, like just send out the editing. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to I get that far. I I just want to do that so badly, (laughs) Um, but I'm going to edit them. It's for my digital marketing tools. So there's a a page I have on my website, and instead of just listing my tools, I thought, okay, well, how can I make this better? And I put together, um, I think it's less than a minute, for two of the tools so far, why I like the tools. So it's not just in written form, it's actually a video that says, here's why I like them. And then Mm -hmm. I can share that out. So that's one of the the series that I'm starting, which I think is gonna be really helpful. And then the next one I'm gonna do is um, introduction to Compass Digital Strategies itself, and put that on the homepage.
0: Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Those, I think those would be really helpful for people. So you're kind of like walking through the tools so you can see them on screen and you're kind of like. Um,
1: um, actually, no, <laughs> um, I'm just saying, Hey, this is why it's so good. But I give specific reasons. Like I don't show the the on screen because I wanted it to be really quick. Um, but I, I do do that with my keyword research courses. So like I have the screen on there and I do it from that perspective. Um, but these digital marketing tools, it's more about specific reasons why I like them instead of just saying hey I like it go check it out so
0: I think that's that's awesome yeah giving people kind of the benefits and mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah as soon as you kind of bring up the slides anyway I think that's that's smart the, like you kind of have to cater it towards what you're trying to accomplish with a piece of content yeah if you start if you bring up the slides right away you you have to had the mindset that the, the customer, the person viewing is gonna be there for a while. They, they're wanting that information, they're ready to sit down with it, but this is gonna be like, you just put it on social and you just want people to kind of quickly engage with you. That, okay. I think that works. Maybe you finish can some- tell people a little bit more, or, yeah, finish your thought and then maybe you can tell people about the, uh, the course that you created. I think that sounds yeah. fascinating.
1: Yeah, I was gonna actually ask you a question. So the part that I struggle with still is whether or not to host these videos on the website itself or Vimeo or YouTube? Like, what do I do with them?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so the first thing that comes to mind for me is YouTube is owned by Google. So if you want them to get found uh, at a big scale, YouTube is really good for that. Um, Vimeo is more of like a niche a group more for like kind of artists and if you don't want people to click on the video and then want to go watch a cat video or something else that comes up on the side door of youtube because youtube does a good job of once you're there then you click on these other videos and then you get kind of in this rabbit hole of content um and then that last one uh putting the content on your own site um you know that people that go to the site are going to find it. So I think a good combo would be maybe doing both like, so putting maybe like teaser content on YouTube. So that way people find it, don't give them everything. And then uh, maybe at a certain point after like three or five minutes, you have a cutoff that says like, go watch the full video on my website. I yeah. think that could be an effective strategy. Um, mm. So just kind of, yeah, that shorter content that gives people just enough to kind of whet the appetite and then have them go to your own website. And I'm guessing the courses are a paid course or maybe it's free depending on what you're doing, but you could turn it into a paid one if you're building so much excitement and hype on it on YouTube.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's paid right now, the one I have. Um, I have another one coming up. It's been difficult because it's the whole doing the video because otherwise why, the courses, especially for, I feel like SEO, it's easier to walk through things and show examples on the screen. And like, for example, the keyword research it talks about exactly the steps to go through and it shows you the tools that you can or um, uh, can use temporarily, that kind of thing, but also goes through like the spreadsheets and the thought process behind how I choose the keywords. So I go through an actual website and um, go through every single step. And then afterwards, it has like a bonus to where you put those keywords on the pages.
0: Wow. That's awesome. So kind of the, yeah, the method behind it all. And Mm -hmm. uh, just for the audience, how much is that course going for? And
1: that one's $97.
0: Nice. But you can get a
1: free PDF on the website if you want.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. But no, I'm, you know, for under a hundred dollars, you can learn SEO and, uh, how, what, how, what, um, kind of inspired the course creation. Did you get like a lot of questions from people and you're like, okay, I want to kind of package this all into something for people.
1: Yeah, it was more long-term because I could only, I, at one point I was like at full capacity with my business and I couldn't take on any more clients and I felt really bad for turning them away. And so I thought, oh, this might be a, a more sustainable business model uh, long-term. And then I can I can send this information off to people who do want to do their own, but maybe they don't have the resources to uh, hire out like SEO services full-time. So it's just kind of a way to help more people and also just because I think, you know, everybody has a different way of explaining things. And um, I feel like there's so many good ones out there, but it's just done a little bit differently. So it's just a, I guess, another way to consume it because like I have PDFs and blog posts about keyword research, but then the course is paid because there was obviously a lot of time and effort and things that went into it. Um, But then I can reach whoever, however. So if somebody wants to read how to do it, they can read it. If they want to watch how to do it, they can watch it or listen. I mean, they could just listen to it in the background if they wanted to.
0: That's awesome. Um, yeah. I think that's, that's huge that you yeah, found that need and you're able to kind of help people out and um, gosh, well, where was are going to go with that. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, you mentioned that like, there's a lot of, things out there and people package it differently but there's only one barb david so to, and you can tell that you're well spoken yeah <laughs> you're, you're well spoken you're very thoughtful and i you know getting a course from you would be fantastic so uh, definitely anyone that's listening you know go can people just find that on your website if they go to compass digital strategies Com. Yeah,
1: actually, I have a special page for your listeners even. So um, just to make it a little bit more simple, they can go to compassdigitalstrategies.com slash vidmark. And um, some of the things that we talked about, like the Google My Business, um, I think, or maybe not the Google My Business, I'll add that now. There's a like a, a free email course for Google My Business, so you can optimize it in the best way possible. Um, the keyword research PDF is there, um, local SEO checklist. So some of the things that we've talked about, um, just in a handy one page thing for them.
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. I think yeah. the audience is going to really like that. So uh, everyone, that's also, that link will be in the show notes, but just again, uh, compassdigitalstrategies.com slash vidmark. So yeah, that's fantastic. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you know, like people should know about SEO?
1: Mm, how long does it take is a big, big question. And it takes forever. I'm totally kidding. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. Um, it does take a little bit of time though. It does take a little bit of patience. So I try and set the expectation that, you know, every little bit helps, but in general on, um, any given day, you could probably expect to start seeing something or like indications of things happening in about six to nine months. Um, sometimes you'll have that one blog post that does really well and takes off and you'll see something sooner. But in general, that's um, about how long you can start to see, um, anything happening, um, with your website and traffic increasing. So be patient.
0: Yeah. That's good. Good advice for people. And I would imagine it kind of has like a snowball effect at a certain Mm -hmm. point. Like once you're at that, you know, nine months, then like you're just kind of maintaining the machine uh, or just like putting up a little bit of content to drive things along. Um, Yeah.
1: Well, and then you have your competitors who are doing things. So maybe they start out ranking you. So now you got to relook at the content and like refresh it. Um, And just inevitably when you make website changes, It just turns out like things happen like you'll have a broken link that you need to fix or let's say you go on a podcast and you want to share that then you have to go add that to your page um so little things like that happen along the way
0: yeah and if you're working with a web developer kind of doing all that along the way too so yeah it's a process but uh yeah it kind of reminds me of like you know some of those youtube channels i think that's what my frame of reference is, is so like yeah if someone has a youtube channel you have one video you know if you create a whole bunch of content, you know, for a year, and maybe only, you know, you're getting a hundred views on all of them, but then you create one video that, you know, goes, has some virality to it, you know, in the hundreds of thousands, then you start seeing a trickle effect to your other content. And I would imagine that's probably with a lot of people that read a blog or they start going through the other aspects of your website.
1: Mm -hmm. So
0: how do you, yeah, so that's kind of a, that's a good analogy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. How do you um kind of get people to uh like maintain the course or just be like, okay, you know, this is just, it just takes time. It takes time. Um, you know, helping people guide them along. Do you have you know how, how do you talk people through that?
1: Well, for my clients, it's it's a little bit simpler because I have a weekly meeting with them. So it's not a black hole. So we talk about what's been done in the past week, what's still working on, and then what's upcoming. So even if something hasn't been tangibly done in terms of on-site changes or anything like that, they know exactly what's going on. Um, And I think that kind of keeps everything fresh and rolling and they can still see things are happening. It's just not always front end facing. Um, In terms of other folks, like when people ask me questions, it's one of those, that old age thing that comes back to like, just, you have to focus. And it it is really difficult to do that sometimes. Um, I also have sometimes an accountability, uh, meeting with a friend who's also like a business colleague and we just talk about our own websites. So having that one person, I think is another way to sort of bridge that gap, I guess, or something like that. Um, if you don't have somebody can find somebody like that, um, kind of like the meetups or the, um, networking things. Um, but just find like one person. So it, it's, I think it's like, you gotta keep it almost like, um, they say to, I'm losing my words, you know how they say, make um, a calendar for your own thing. It's kind of like that.
0: Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I, I hear you. Yeah. Kind of having a, a soundboard, someone that you can like bounce ideas off of, mm-hmm. or just yeah, be like, Oh, is this working for you? Oh, maybe not so much. And yeah. Um, yeah and that's how we met was part of uh, Nedra Rosinas. Who's been on this podcast. Yeah, almost a year ago. Um, and we met through the web, web club, web collaborators meetup group. I'm losing my words too. It's, uh, <laughs> it's still early yeah. on a Monday. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's a great group. I've um, started chit chatting with a, a lot of folks from there, you and um, Elizabeth and found this podcast. So um, it's been really helpful.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Having other, you know, especially if you're a small business owner, meeting other entrepreneurs, it it can be kind of a lonely road. So it's nice to have other people that are, you know, making it work, trying Mm -hmm. to, trying to do everything, but, you know, learning along the way, I think, um, you know, one question that people might have, uh, you know, like, Oh, my website's powered by Wix or WordPress or Squarespace. Are you able to help people on, you know, know, any platform that they're on, or are you specific to one platform?
1: Yes, no, I will not help people on Wix. <laughs> so, um, it's, so there was actually a thing, I don't even know what to call it, like a contest. So Wix got so much bad publicity. They were going to offer so much money. I think it was like $10,000 or $5,000 to the winner of uh, two people. It was like a really known industry um, lady, na- lady named um, Marie Haynes. And I forget who the other person was. One had a domain that said like Wix is good and Wix is bad. They were like fighting against each other to see who could um, rank better. And there was no clear winner. And they still, they still kind of work like regular websites. But there's not a lot of um, ways that you can like improve things. So for example, if you have a WordPress website and a Wix website, let's say you go do your Google, there's a thing called Google speed test. You go check it out and it says oh you have a terrible site speed like you need to fix some stuff and it'll tell you that you have to compress code well n- nobody really knows how to compress like you a normal person doesn't know what to do so with wordpress you can add a plugin that does it for you makes the code smaller and makes the page load faster with wix you don't have that capability or at least last time i checked you don't have that capability to add on things that will help your website. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm more partial to WordPress because it's a little bit more flexible um, and Wix is not. And things like um, Squarespace, I think is another one is, that one's okay, but it's very difficult. Like you have to go searching for like page title area and meta description. So it's a little bit, um, the convenience is easier with WordPress as well.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's what I've heard kind of universally across the board. Um, and I think those other platforms, they get, uh you know startups or early stage entrepreneurs just because of like you can do it yourself but right. you can and you can make it look exactly how you want but then the you know the greater scheme of things you want people to find your website right so right. yeah <laughs> you know having the link on your business card that you're handing out to ever so many people that's only going to go so far but yeah. having you know google and some of these things out there do the work for you not do the work for you but just make it easier for people to find you um on a bigger scale it's allow your business to grow without you having to, you know, make every single sale yourself. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and subset of that is a lot of people with Wix end up doing a one page website, which is really, really crappy for SEO because it's only one page and there's not really anything you can do with that. So I think that gets missed a lot too, even though you can click it and it goes down to the bottom, still considered a one page website.
0: Yeah. I guess maybe I can just play not devil's advocate, but so is there disadvantages to having like a thousand pages too? you know, the, the opposite end of that spectrum, like, or 10,000 pages that aren't really doing very much?
1: Yeah. I think if you have, a, I mean, it, it'll, it still depends on the content, if it's going to serve the purpose of the per- person searching. Um, but in terms of having one page versus a thousand pages, I think, you still need more pages than just the one because yeah. you're only going to be able to rank for one keyword if that. Because most of the time with, with a one-page website, it's not really informational. It's about your business and your services. And as great as those are, nobody wants to link back to those. And Google isn't going to necessarily show that website over somebody else's who maybe has a blog post that's pushed out every month or they have a lot of backlinks to their website. So it's not that it's not, you're not like penalized for that or anything, but somebody else will outrank you in that case.
0: Gotcha. Um, yeah. I was just asking that kind of random question and, and that shouldn't be a problem that a lot of people are worried about is uh, not having enough pages. I, I think, yeah, I got this point. Creating more content is uh, more helpful. And then you, the, and I'm glad you kind of brought up this tip and kind of reminded me like the consistency factor, you know, having a monthly content that comes out, mm-hmm. uh, Cause I would imagine like for some businesses, like they do a big push. So like, we're going to do like five blog posts or five new pages, you know, I'm sure you can see like, they date back to like 2018. Like you can see that moment where they like, they did a big push and then yeah. they didn't do any content for you know, six to nine, maybe a year later.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 That doesn't help Google. They do take a look at like the last updated date or last published date. Um, it might help with backlinks because the content's already out there if people find it, but you know, if they're not, if Google doesn't like the website overall, because it's not generally refreshed or, or newer or some other things, then it was going to find the content anyway. So,
0: yeah, you, uh, I, I, I I circled backlinks I wanted to talk about it maybe briefly, maybe you can explain to the audience just very briefly as we like wrap up here, uh, like, you know. What are backlinks Are and um, like, what's a good strategy? Like, is there a good strategy behind them?
1: Yeah. Another patience thing <laughs> kind of sucks. Um, backlinks is when some other website links back to your website for, for whatever reason, let's say you have a great video on how to create videos or how to create a podcast. And somebody thinks, oh, this is really great content. So they use it in their blog, blog post and then they reference it. And it's said that the number of backlinks actually makes or breaks whether or not you are going to rank in Google or not. And it's sort of like a credibility factor. So Google thinks that the more people that link back to your website, oh, this must be really good content. So maybe we should rank them higher. But now that there's so much crap links out there, they're trying to like work through all of that um, because every all the spammers found a way to get like backlinks like that weren't even like really credible. Like people were just linking to link and just having the link doesn't make a difference. So where the backlink comes from and the context behind like the words that are used in that, which is called anchor text, that makes the difference in whether or not Google sees that as like a credible link. So if you get a link from Forbes.com, it's most likely going to be good. Like it's going to be credible because they are a very reputable website. Um, So where am I going? So the time it takes. It takes a long time because you do want, essentially what happens is you want to push out content that people want to backlink to you for. You don't want to go pay for backlinks because if you do that, by the way, most of the time that's really crappy and you'll end up losing the backlinks later. Like they drop off. Cause it's just kind of, I don't know how, I keep saying crap, but <laughs> like, it's not from real websites. Like it's from hidden areas or something like that as an example. Cause I had that with a client once who, before I came on board, she had purchased a bunch of backlinks because it seemed like it was a good idea. You know, you get so many of them for so many dollars. But what happened was a few months later, they started falling off the radar because they weren't on websites that the the backlink was actually um, like using as reference. They were just doing the links so that company could then pay them for them. So um, Interesting. Yeah, so the the real way to do it is to create content and make it um, worthy of people wanting to find it. Also, because Google technically says that you can never ask for a backlink. So if you want to do a guest post, that's technically not a good backlink, but I think it's accepted, um, like an accepted form of backlinking. Also, it's good for like brand building and that kind of thing to get your name out, that kind of thing. But um, And you're also not supposed to like, there's a lot of techniques out there. Like you go talk to other people who have, let's say, a listing of, um, the five best tennis shoes. If you sell tennis shoes, you can go to that person and say, Hey, would you consider my tennis shoes and link back to me? Technically, you're not supposed to do that either, but everybody doesn't. So, um, it's definitely a long game because you want to find people or websites that are kind of relevant to either your industry or like a subset of your industry, somehow complementary, so mm-hmm. that the context of all the words makes sense. Because if they don't, then Google wouldn't necessarily consider that a good backlink and it wouldn't help you.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're a shoe company, maybe you don't work with like a parachute company or something yes. like that. Or,
1: yeah. Yeah. well, unless you I want to land good and you need better shoes to land. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's always a, yeah, the tennis shoes kind of they open up a whole springboard of other things. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I mean, they, like, you know, I think at Nike, they did their fuel band, you know, and they're like, well, they're not a tech company. They're not a watch company, but then you're like, oh, but it works with the shoes. Cause they read like, so anyway, yeah. that's a whole nother tangent, <laughs> but okay, good to know. So you want backlinks, but not crap links. I'm going to have to right. remember that one. <laughs> I think we created a new phrase there, new model. Yeah, that's going up <laughs> on
1: my Instagram this week. <laughs> yeah,
0: I like it. <laughs> well, this has been awesome. Um, I really appreciate Barbie taking time to talk through all of these. I'm sure I asked some pretty uh, basic level questions, but I'm, you know, SEO is something that's not my forte. It's something I'm always trying to learn and get better at. Uh, and so, um, yeah, yeah I really it's appreciate it. It's a lot of good it.
1: questions. It's, it's a lot of questions that a lot of people ask.
0: That's what I'm hoping. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I try to come in with a, uh, you know, fresh, uh, starry eyes to be able to, <laughs> yeah. cause I think for a lot of people, SEO is a, it's a, it's a scary, it's a daunting task. They don't know where to begin. And I don't think a lot of people know it's a long game. I'm sure a lot of people think, Oh, I can just go on my website, you know, touch it all up in a day and I'm going to be boom, set to go. But, yeah. um, you know, yeah. it's good to know that they have a resource in you. Um, what's a good way that people can contact you?
1: Yeah, the easiest way is probably just go to my website, um, either at that link specifically uh, for the Vidmark listeners, or if you type in Compass Digital Strategies on Google, you can probably find me um, branded or even my name. Um, I'm on LinkedIn with the same Barb Davids. And then uh, Instagram is uh, Compass Digital Strategies.
0: That's awesome. I love the name. Helping people, guiding them along the way.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you, Barb. I really appreciate it. Thank you for all the Awesome work that you're doing out there and getting people educated and making sure we don't have. I'm just going to throw it out one more time that we don't have more crap links out there. We yeah. need good content. <laughs> and we need good I love it. I love it. Well, thanks
1: for having me on. I love your podcast. Really good, really good stuff.
0: Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day and uh, thank you, Barb.
1: Thanks. You too.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Vidmark, the place for all your video marketing needs. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and tune in every Thursday morning on either iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and more. For a behind-the-scenes look and some bonus tips, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Until next time, good luck with your video marketing efforts. And remember, always hit the mark.